All right, good evening, everyone. Pads on, mouthpiece in, blow the whistle, and here we go. This is the Fantasy Burners Podcast, and I am Brandon. And I am Matt. And tonight we have a pretty exciting show, I think. So um, we're going to kick it off with some interesting news around the league that's happened over the last couple of days. There's a lot of mix-up going on here. Uh, so we wanted to make sure and highlight uh, kind of some of the key points, some of the key things that have happened over the last few days and, and sort of late last week. And then, uh, so we're going to get through that pretty quickly. And then we are going to go into our first ever mock draft. Um, uh, I'll let Matt talk about the details of the mock draft once we get into it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it should be, should be pretty exciting. It's uh, it's, it's different than our, our dynasty league. It's just a, a regular redraft uh, mock draft, but uh, we wanted to see kind of where, you know, our teams kind of ended up based off of where our picks are at and stuff like that. So we'll get into the details whenever we get into that section, but let's start off with uh, some of the news around the league. So, um, let's start off on a light note. Well, not a light note necessarily, oh, but sort note. of hot note, hot note, bring hot it in for the burners. You want the hot one? All right. We'll, we'll start bring with the hot one. The burners. I think Matt really wants to talk about Mr. Alvin Kamara. I think he's rubbing his hands together, which is kind of, kind of weird and creepy at the same time. But, uh, Alvin, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, uh, there's, there's breaking news, uh, that sort of came out today that, um, the Saints are looking to deal him, so um, they're they're looking at open. trade offers. Open, they are open to trade open offers, which which means that there will be people that put in uh, put in some deals for them. So they're going to get trade offers. He won't, he won't he won't he won't clear waivers like Leonard Fournette did. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, 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 here, here's the th- here's the thing. So, um, it, it's news to him, right? I, I've I've seen some reports that have come out that people have talked directly with him and his agent both um, that have said they they are frankly shocked by uh, hearing that the that the Saints are open to um, you know going over these trade off- trade offers. They they have at this point based off of everything that they knew and understood was going on, were going on was that they were just in contract negotiations. Right. Um, he's apparently been in the building the entire time. Um, while I believe he's missed, uh, some, some of the training is it three days, Matt? Is that, is that what you saw? It's, it's, it's the last three days. And I think that's, what's kind of triggered all this. Yeah. So, I mean, which is kind of interesting, just like, this is pretty normal for trade, you know, or excuse me, contract negotiations, right? Like you, you, you set out of camp and you just wait and, and let the agents do the talking and let, uh, you know, let the, let the front office do what they need to do to get things done. Um, and this just kind of says to me that the saints aren't maybe necessarily super high on keeping him if for whatever price they need to pay for him um, or maybe whatever, I guess Kamara's agent is going in with. So, um, you know, it could be just, could be just, uh, speak, you know, to, to get 
some movement on one end or the other. But uh, yeah, it's really it's really interesting news. On a different note, but relative to this whole conversation um, in the off season, I actually got to pick up Mr. Alvin Kamara. Um, so I actually I do have him on my team. I'm actually kind of excited to think about him as a trade pros- prospect going to a team that really needs a um, a running back like him. Um, I think that doesn't necessarily it's going to hurt his value a little bit right um but he's a great running back uh there's no there's no question about it he he will he will be a fantastic addition to any team um whether he stays with the saints or moves on um that being said i also have latavius murray thank you matt um so i feel pretty confident that i am going to have the saints starting running back um which means that I will probably have a uh, pretty lock for a top 10, uh, regardless of what happens there. And if Kamara goes to a team that is beneficial to both he and the team, then um, it should be pretty interesting to see what he does. But let me, uh, let me throw, let me, let me throw a twist in your game plan here. So uh, in, in very similar news, uh, a guy who did a very similar thing than that, that all Kamara did uh, was Mr. Joe Mixon. Mr. Joe Mixon comes out and gets paid. Uh, he's making $12 million a year for the next four years. Uh, they lock him up for the long term. Basically did the same thing. Um, would you rather, this is now, this might be a Twitter poll as we, as we go here, but I want to get your general, general reaction here. Uh, would you rather have uh, Joe Mixon plus a couple uh, first round picks, or would you rather have Alvin Kamara plus a couple second round picks? Which, which would you rather have? <laughs> Uh, at this point, uh, I do think that the Joe Mixon and first, first, a uh, couple first round picks uh, is the better deal, Matt. So that's a good. And he's bringing, that's a good. He's that's a good answer. That he's bringing that up because uh, this is this was a trade that we actually put together in the uh, in the off season. That being said, Kamara wasn't under you know open to trades at uh, at at New Orleans. So at the time, he was the clear number one. Um, I mean, mixing this too, like they're, they're both great running backs. Uh, you know, I, I think we both left that trade deal feeling pretty good about what we got. Um, I feel I, better I about it now. You feel better about it now. I'm sure I, I don't feel as, <laughs> I don't feel as good about it. However, again, that being said, I do feel like I have the saints, uh, the saints running back lead running back locked up. So I, I feel, I feel good on that end. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, shaking or anything on what's happening. And, and here's the deal. Like the Saints would, I don't know. I it feels like they should they should make this work. Kamara is a um, he's a superstar. Like he does he does amazing things when you give him the ball. Um, you know he he when he was paired up with Mark Ingram, I think is his rookie year or maybe it was his maybe it was a second year, but um, that both of them just sort of took over the league, and he was definitely the front runner towards the end of the season, it was, it was very clear that, you know, Alvin Kamara was the number one in that scheme. So, um, you know, he's, he's definitely made for new Orleans. I think he plays to Drew Brees' style. Um, I think the saints would be kind of crazy to let him go, but that's just me. I think, I think um, it, it, it does, it does put a little pause on me just to think. Um, so he he was admittedly a little banged up last year, and by a little banged up, I mean he had two pretty good ailments that held him back, and and that is a self-prescribed uh, ailment that he that he put out there kind of in the ethos. So um, I wonder if we have to wonder how long Drew Brees has left, and if Drew Brees doesn't have more than 
you know, two years left. Do you want to pay Alvin Kamara for the next four or five years to head that backfield? Or do you want to be on a rookie running back contract along with a rookie quarterback contract? Or are you going to bring along Taysom Hill, right? Uh, he's, he's probably maybe the next predecessor. They, saw, they signed amazing Jameis to a one-year contract in the offseason. He's, yeah. he's not the answer. Tampa Bay answered that for us. Uh, he's not the answer to their quarterback uh, scenario. So you, you have to draft a guy or you got to pay Taysom Hill, you know, $25 million a year, which uh, I think they gave him somewhere in the ballpark of like 15 a year to be a, a utility guy coming into this year. He's got, he's got a two year contract uh, in that, in that, uh, that range. So um, it, it's one of those, do you, uh, do you pay a running back when you know that you're going to have to, rebuild anyway i mean drew Brees is going to be done in the next two years he's not going to play until he's 45 he's he's going to play into his 42 43 season and he's going to be done so uh do you want that large inflated contract on a position that has been devalued over the years or do you want to let the guy walk and maybe get something you're you're speaking as if somebody's going to reach out and give you know a premium draft pick for an alvin kamara where you have a latavius murray sitting behind him, which Latavius Murray, when he was in there for the two weeks last year when Alvin Kamara sat, he was the number two running back in the league uh, yep. from a fantasy scoring perspective in PPR. So <laughs> it, 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 can you get similar production out of Latavius Murray? Probably. Um, and that's mainly due to Latavius Murray doesn't miss games. The guy's always on the field. If he's available, he's available. Um, Alvin Kamara is not necessarily that capable of handing that, that, that big giant workload and staying healthy. So, um, it, right, it's a team philosophy kind of standpoint of, yeah, you see a superstar, but at the same time, it's a running back. Uh, it, it's different if it's Michael Thomas, right? You, you pay Michael Thomas whatever he wants to stay in New Orleans, but as a running back, that that it, that position has been so devalued over the years that you are ready to walk on when you're ready to walk on. So yeah, I and I, I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree with the assessment that you know Latavius can step into that. It's a different role; like they play different, but he can step into that lead back role and and take the workload. He's a bigger guy, so I, I think that there's, I, I'm sure that there's a reason why they're doing it. It just feels like Kamara is sort of in that. If he's not in that elite tier, he's one. He's really he's he's like the one man out, right right next to. You know, I mean, I guess from a fantasy perspective, that's guess that's what I'm talking about, which is probably different than overall gameplay style. So that's that's probably it's probably a moot point. Probably doesn't really apply much, but yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Um, I well, let's think, move on. I think, let me just just one one more one more tidbit, uh, and I put this out on in the Twitter sphere. Uh, I, I immediately fade Kamara, and Ceh moves into that number that number four spot. He becomes the primary target after the big three. Uh, CMC, uh, uh, Saquon, and Zeke. Um, I think CEH becomes your your outright number four uh, at the point where Kamara is not in the picture anymore, due to all of the other risks that goes with that goes with all of the other players in that tier: Cook, yep. Jones, Henry, Kamara, Nixon. <laughs> even right, you you do, you've got a rookie quarterback coming in there. Um, CEH is even as a rookie, if he if he is outside of the top five running backs this year, I think it's an underperformance, and that is a big ask for a rookie running back. But I think that is I'm I'm hitching my wagon to CEH all day, 
And I'm super glad I took him at one, one in our rookie. So. And for those of you that are on the Twitter sphere and see our feed, um, it's that, um, that CEH all the way is, is Matt. Uh, and that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm top 10 on CEH. I don't, I don't have him in, in the top four. I think that's a little, little high without seeing anything. Now he is in the best offense in the league. So um, there's, there's bound to be great things that happen, but uh, I want to see him play first. Okay. So let's, let's move through uh, kind of quickly. The other ones you want to just jump straight. To, well, here let's, we've got three. Let's just run through them real quick. So, uh, Fournette was released, so that leaves open uh, Chris Thompson, uh, Requell Armstead, and uh, Devin or Divine a Zigbo. Um, so I think Tom, I think Thompson is the the lead there that everyone was going for, unless you already had him like I did. Um, and then uh, Armstead is the one that is uh, supposed to take the reins as the front runner, uh, but uh, Azigbo had pretty much all camp to show off what he was doing. So it's kind of a, a toss up between those two. Mixon, uh, Matt, you brought this up, just uh, resigned, uh, resigned his contract. So he's how long is he locked in for now? Four years. So he's got well, a four-year year, contract this year, this year, this year plus four. So it's actually a five-year deal. So five year. So he's so he's on five more years at the at the dog pound, and then um, no, we. No, no. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, at no. the bang at the at the Bengals. Wrong wrong Brown team. Excuse me. <clears throat> or uh, orange team for all you Cleveland fans out there. The the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez, uh, I don't know who's worst. I don't think we um, have. Any, I don't think we have any Cleveland fans yet. <laughs> not not yet uh we what? might we might we might not after that um and nice. then uh and then mr uh jalen rager so he tore his labrum shoulder i think it's in the shoulder right on a weird intercept tackling, carson, tackling carson a guy who intercepted a pass Wentz throws an interception the coaching no, staff no, does, no 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 jalen hurts throws an interception Hertz throws an interception. <laughs> Even better. Hertz throws an interception. So Coaching staff does not call the play dead. Let's it run on. Rigger, because he's a competitive guy, I guess, um, goes to make the tackle. I don't know if he made the tackle or not, but uh, Torres, something in his shoulder, his labrum. And he's out, uh, was it four weeks? Yeah. Is it a two to four week kind of partial diagnosis? Partial, partially. But, Partially torn labrum, but it's not a surgical. They're not. They're not going to have to go in and do surgery on it. So, yeah, yeah. And they probably do that I mean, in the they, off season. Usually, when you yeah. usually when you do that to labrum, you're you're gonna have to do surgery on it at some point. So that's probably an off season thing for him. Yeah, and they estimate two to four weeks, but you know those um, ligaments and things like that can linger on. So it'll be interesting to see what his. I think his 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 draft value has already kind of plummeted, and uh, Mr. Deshaun Jackson has um, risen pretty significantly. Uh, I think, since the news. but I think the yeah, but I think the I think the biggest impact that it makes is you. I think you need to downgrade Carson Wentz slightly, not a lot, mm-hmm. but downgrade Car- Carson Wentz slightly, and the tight ends become that much more valuable in the first four weeks of. So if you're if you're deciding on on Andrews or Ertz uh, in the first, you know, and you and you want to get off to a strong start, choose Ertz. If you if you're getting that, usually you're getting that one round premium on Ertz. You're getting uh, later. You're you're having to take Andrews in the the third 
you know, middle, middle of the third, end of the third, and you can take Ertz at the, the middle of the fourth, end of the fourth, um, you're going to get a strong showing out of Ertz in the first four weeks, I'm, I'm assuming. I think, you can, I think you can bump Ertz up due to the fact that Rager is not on the field. Yeah, and, it, you know, the interesting thing, too, is Dallas Goddard, right, behind Ertz. Um, when they – even last year when they were both on the field, he still caught, like, 70 passes, some, something something right. crazy. Like, he had he had value at tight end as the number two tight end on the team. Um, I, think, I think his value also, you know, if you're looking for a real late second tight end, like, real late, like, last round tight end um, – Take a take a shot at, at Goddard. I think I think with Ertz, you know, sometimes being a little bit banged up, it gets kind of interesting um, just with value there. But but it's a safe. It is it is a very safe number two tight end. So okay, let's mock draft. Let's, mock let's draft. jump into it. All right, jump into it, Matt. Let's uh, let's go over the format and let's let's jump right into the draft. Yeah, uh, twelve team uh, full PPR scoring. We we traditionally only do full PPR. All the leagues I'm in are full PBR. Um, we're going to do a single quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, and a flex uh, with a defense, a kicker, uh, and then four bench spots. We may or may not get through all of the players here, but hopefully we can get through maybe the first 10 rounds um, and just kind of fill out that roster and, and take up all. And we don't want to use an hour and a half of your time here, um, but we're going we're gonna to run through as many picks as we can, and we'll have some analysis on who is available around that pick um, and, and our mindset on where we're going to draft. It's completely randomized. We don't know where we're going to be at uh, before we get into this, uh, this scenario. So um, I'm going to hit start draft and we're going to just going to, we're going to, we're going to dive into it. So uh, Brandon, are you connected? Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Draft is loading. We are using fantasy pros. So shout out to fantasy, fantasy pros uh, for the template. Uh, oh goodness, Matt Rayburn got pick one one. This is a first. Uh, Boy, I, I howdy. I would I would I would call foul, but I saw him do oh, it. Oh, amazing, amazing! Uh, now I get to now I get to try to see if I can run my strategy uh, that I would have if I was running the one one. You're well, not going to need- take anybody, but. We, we need your analysis. It's my, it's on my one pick. One. It's my pick. I know. Be quiet. It's my pick. <laughs> uh, Fantasy Pro says 87% of experts agree that you should take uh, run CMC. Uh, there's there's no reason why that should not be 100%. Uh, this guy is the locked and loaded uh, running back one. He has no downgrade at quarterback uh, with Teddy Bridgewater running in there. So uh, Chris McCaffrey is the pick. Uh, at one one, there's there is no other guy at one one that you're gonna take. So anybody who's gonna argue it, uh, go ahead. But I mean, he's he he's a stud and he outscored everybody by a ton of points. So even if you regress to the mean, you're still getting the bl- the best player uh, in fantasy football by taking Christian McCaffrey at one one. So that's an easy lock lock and load for me. So I'm gonna agree yep. in there. Yep. Don't and don't be dumb. Let me let me talk through let me talk through uh, what happened in between your picks. Uh, so we went. Ooh, oh, you're just going beautiful. way faster than mine. Hold on, hold on. You're going way faster than mine. This is beautiful. Well, I'm I, that. There's a reason for that. Uh, so I went Christian McCaffrey at one one. 
Uh, one two was Barkley. One three was Kamara. So that news apparently hasn't hit uh, Fantasy Pros scoring yet. Uh, Kamara went three. Elliott went four. Eckler went five. Dalvin Cook went six. Uh, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire went seven. So oh, that's a oh. big surprise at five with Eckler. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're PPR, but yeah, I, geez, five, that's, that's way too high for him. You can get him. Well, I mean, if you're team five and you're high on Eckler, you're not getting him unless you get him at five. So, um, but there's, you look at the suggestions and I actually, without even looking at the suggestions, my, my go-to kind of in this spot, the, the late, late midsection. So you're not, you're not in the middle of the pack. You're not at the end of the pack. You're not at the beginning. So I'm calling it late mid. So I'm at the eight position. Um, Derek Henry's still on the board, but no, I, I think in, I think in this, there's a strategy here where, where it's at, at the number eight position, if the number one wide receiver is still available Correct. to you and it's a lock for the number one wide receiver who is Michael Thomas and he is available to me. Um, I believe that's who you target there. Like that's who I'm targeting. Um, you know, if, when I was looking at a position, I'm like, please, please, Michael Thomas, follow me. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy when you throw in a couple crazies like Alvin Kamara and Eckler, um, you know, with those two guys jumping into those spots. So it's a pretty let's easy pick. A, let's play a, Let's play a quick scenario. Do you take, uh, at this point, do you take Kamara or do you take Thomas? At, based off the news today, I take Thomas. Uh, yeah. Cook at, or Thomas? PPR, uh, PPR Thomas. Edwards Alaire or Thomas? Oh, that one's, uh, gosh, that one's tough. I'm still probably Thomas. So you, um, I mean, you're taking him as you're taking him as high as one four, and you're getting him at one eight. So uh, yeah, kudos I think to it's you. A, I think it's a win. Good value. But with all the with all the with all the crazy change that's happened in the last couple of days, it's you know I think that that top tier is really shaken up quite a bit. But I'm going to go ahead and draft Mr. Thomas as the eighth pick in the draft, um, and then we will we will let the computer do its thing and see what happens. So after Thomas went uh, Derrick Henry and then Kenyon Drake. Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, which I'm fading a little bit. Joe Mixon started off the second round at 2-1. Uh, so somebody was able to go Miles Sanders and then Joe Mixon. That's a strong start. Um, and then Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, and then Nick Chubb with Brandon back on the clock. Uh, best available showing Man. Uh, Tyreek, DeAndre, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey. So the best available says that Brandon needs to go wide receiver, wide receiver. So he might be staring at a zero RB uh, type of draft here. I, I would, I would. However, I want to I want to run through the the four suggested, which I think are pretty interesting. Uh, hint: one of these four are uh, is is my target. Is is who I uh, I like to pick up in the second round because um, I think there's a ton of value with this person. Uh, really anywhere in the second round, um, whether it's early or late. Um, I think that they're going to have a stellar year uh, where they're at. So let's go through the top four suggestions. Tyreek Hill, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Jacobs, and then Travis Kelsey. Those, so those are the top four uh, suggested. It's 67% Tyreek, 21% Hopkins, 10% Jacobs, and 2% Kelsey. 
I am not a, I, like I, Kelsey makes total sense from a why people pick him. He's the number one tight end. Um, he's most likely going to again be the number one tight end. Um, you just get a huge edge over your competition by selecting him. Uh, Tyreek, uh, I have him on my uh, dynasty team. I think he's uh, poised for a, for a pretty good season. Um, obviously, out in Kansas City, um, DeAndre Hopkins, new team. Um, arguably the best receiver in the league. Uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to pick up Josh Jacobs. I really, really like Josh Jacobs. Um, I think he's got tremendous value in the second round. Um, he is a, he's, a, he's like an old fashioned runner. Like he just, they give him the rock. He does what he needs to do. Um, if he can just, if he can eclipse a 35, 35, right. Uh, receptions. He, he's, he's easily in the top 10. I, I believe that. So if the guy can get above 35 receptions in Las Vegas, he's going to be a top 10 uh, back pretty easily. So I, I'm actually going to target him because I've got the number one uh, wide receiver luck. Uh, that's, that's pretty easy. I want to go ahead and get a top tier running back. I think Josh, Josh Jacobs is in the top tier on a 12, on a 12 person, uh, draft, I can get a top 10, uh, back. I feel pretty comfortable about, uh, comfortable about that. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him. I am, I am less high on Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm not going to have him on a lot of my teams. Um, but that's not to say that I am right in that. Um, I know <laughs> there are a lot of, yeah, I mean, uh, I know there are a lot of people who are, are really high on Josh Jacobs, and I can see why. But at the same point, uh, I just don't know how good that offense is going to be. Um, I worry about the potency of that offense and the – oh, my goodness. Tyreek Hill almost made it back to me. That would have been amazing. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Brandon took Josh Jacobs at 2-5. And then went, uh, it went Nuke, and then Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, so tight end, tight end. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Melvin Gordon. That's a that's a gross pick at two eleven. I would not want to start with my first running back at two eleven. Well, they went second running back at Melvin Gordon, two eleven. So best available for me are uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is there. I'm probably not going to have a lot of Allen Robinson shares on any of my teams, um, and, and we're not trying to. Let me let me preface this with: we're not trying to uh, beat the system. We're not trying to have the best fantasy pros score that we can have we're trying to set ourselves up for what our strategies would be at the one one i want to dominate at two or three positions of power and then i'm gonna fill in after that i know i already have the best running back uh i'm, I'm gonna have the advantage over everybody at running back one that's that's locked in so now i i don't want to i'm i'm gonna swing for the fences at this point in time I'm not going to play conservative. I'm not going to just try to, you know, dabble in the mid-tier wide receivers or mid-tier running backs. I'm going to swing for the fences. That's my strategy at 1-1, which is super fun because I haven't actually got to draft at 1-1 uh, before. So uh, I'm not going to take any running backs here. To, uh, I get the I get the next two picks. So I have the 2-12 the uh, and the 3-1. So I have the next two picks, and I know who one of them is going to be. Um, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I? Can I guess? No, you know who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> but, uh, but I am going to look and see. So I'm going to use. I'm going to strategically use this time 
to assess who I want to take with my 3-1 because I know who I want with my 2-12. I know who I want with my second-round pick, but I'm going to use a little bit more time just to analyze who I want with that 3-1 pick because somebody took the uh, pick that I wanted there. Um, so that's a little bit of a strategy built in there where you, if you know that you have the next two picks, you can kind of compound those because nobody can jump in front of you and take the next pick. So um, I know I have a little bit of time here, and I'm just going to. So hey, while, while Matt, while you're doing that, let me let me just run through. Real, you just keep thinking who you're who you're going with, but just so everyone realizes how important thinking about running back is. Um, right now, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in the first oh, round. So many gone. One, two, three, four, four in the second round. Uh, there's 15, 15 running backs off the board. So you, you have, you, you, you got to do it one way or the other. You got to, you got to prioritize. And, and actually I didn't do that, but I did get, you know, I did feel like I prioritized running back in there for me. So I, I, I feel okay about that. But if you miss out on somebody who you think is going to be a top 10 running back, run away. Run away, stack up on wide receivers, right? Go wide receiver, wide receiver, just like, um, you know, I probably should have done. But I, I, like I said, I feel great about Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to be in that, in that section. So I was, I was okay picking him up there, but I wouldn't have taken Chubb. Um, I don't think Chubb is going to, you know, eclipse the top 10. I'm a little lower on Miles Sanders. He went as 112. Um, They've got a ton of uh, injury on their, um, on their, their, I I think he actually, yeah, I think he actually has a little bit of an injury himself, right? So he's a little, little tweaked, a little banged up. So I, I don't, I don't like some of the, some of the strategies here don't make a lot of sense to me. But I'll pass it back over to you. I just wanted to to highlight the fact that there's 15 running backs already off the board. Yeah, and I'm going to lock in a wide receiver one who I think is poised for the year. Uh, I'm going to take Kenny Galladay, uh, and and there is some strategy in what I'm about to do. So so listen to what I'm listen to what I'm about to say because you dependent upon your keeper league or in anything else you're going to do. I'm going to take Kenny Galladay at the two twelve, and then I'm going to take somebody else at the three one. So I'm going to take Kenny G uh, at, at the two twelve and go ahead and get a, a wide receiver one. Uh, now Matt Stafford is poised for a gigantic year. I like Kenny Galladay uh, a lot better than I like Allen Robinson. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Chicago plus Chicago offense, uh, Detroit, if Matt Stafford can stay healthy, Kenny Galladay is going to be a monster this year. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Kenny Galladay. Yeah, uh, and- I drafted him, and next on the clock is me. So I'm just going to roll into my next pick here, and then you can assess, Brennan. Sure. Um, the, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and take the advantage at quarterback. I know you knew this was coming. Um, I am going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes because he will not make it. And one of the top two will not make it back to me on the next turn. So I'm going to take my clear advantage at running back as well as at quarterback. And then I'm going to piece together the rest of my roster. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes here. Um, and where I was talking about strategy here, I'm, I took Kenny Galladay at 212. And then I took Patrick Mahomes at 3-1 because there are some keeper and redraft leagues where you get pigeonholed into keeping the player at the round in which they were drafted. So if if I take Patrick Mahomes, if I mistakenly take Patrick Mahomes at 212 instead of 3-1, I have to replace him as my second-round keeper next year instead of having him as my third-round keeper in the next year. So 
I'm going to take the player that I'm ultimately higher on second, right? So that, that alleviates some of that burden of having to uh, worry about your roster construction next year. You, you're spending this time this year to plan on your roster construction for next year. So I'm going to go ahead and take Patty Mahomes at uh, 3-1, and I'm going to have my quarterback locked and loaded. I'm not going to have to worry about quarterback the rest of the draft. I'm normally not an early quarterback guy. But at 3-1, I fully assumed that Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson would be gone uh, within the second round, and I am super happy that they're not. So I'm going to draft Patrick. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting strategy, Matt, that you know everybody needs to be aware of, whether you're the first pick or the last pick. If you're the turn player, um, you know, you you should you, you you definitely should take that strategy. Now I'm gonna I'm going to walk through the kind of the assessment of the two picks here that you made. Kenny Galladay, that is, I think, a great pickup. Um, that's a super safe, um, pretty pretty high floor uh, pick there um, at wide receiver. Um, you know, and you so so right now, you know, you've got the number one running back, you got the number one quarterback, and you probably have a top. Uh, Probably guaranteed like a top eight. Yeah. I I feel that's pretty safe. Um, You know, he can, he can easily land uh, with, with a high degree of certainty in the top eight. So I think that's a, and it's a safe, like it's a safe bet. I don't think he's going to be the number one. I don't think he has a chance at number one, but he does have that very high, that very safe spot that he's going to land in that you're pretty much guaranteed. Okay. It's purely, it's, it's, it's purely dependent upon Matt Stafford's health. Absolutely. It's, you, you, if you're betting on any uh, Detroit wide receivers, it's you're looking at Matt Stafford and saying, please, God, you're back. Just be decently healthy and stay in there the whole year. Uh, I mean, they can fill in with David Blau. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so you're Matt went, Matt went, Kenny Galladay, Patrick Mahomes at 3 1, Allen Robinson 3 2, Juju at 3 3, Lamar went at 4, Mike Evans 5, James Conner 6. And uh, Chris Carson seven. So this is sort of the this is sort of the spot where you've got a lot of uh, risk at running back. Um, that a lot of people look at names and they and they draft based off of name value. So um, that's I, I think sort of why this this is sort of this is falling like this. Um, you know, James Conner's a risk. I. I he, I have him on my dynasty league, but at the same time, it's, it is a risk having him uh, on your team. Um, You know, Chris Carson, I think that's, that's a risk having him on your team, right. For, you know, playing in Seattle there, there's um, you know, who knows what's going to happen out there with that situation. But uh, I mean, Chris Carson's good. Yeah. So um, there's, there's, there's risk in drafting these, these third round, early fourth round running backs um, that honestly, I don't, I don't really like to take much um, just because there's, I don't think there's a lot of value there for the risk. So it's, so it's sort of ROI. So I'm going to go, th- let's go through the top four that we're, that we're seeing on the suggestions list. Uh, we got Todd, Todd Gurley. Uh, you guys know how high I'm on, high I am on Todd Gurley. That is a risk. However, um, that I, you know, again, in redraft that I generally like to avoid my page is refreshing here. Uh, come on. Um, so Todd, Todd Gurley, that's weird. I actually suggested to add another player, Matt, just to see what, cause I wanted to see what quarterback came up for the next pick. Um, and it reshuffled everything. So Todd Gurley was the number one. He actually dropped to the number, uh, 
two, DJ Moore, who actually is, is who I'm going to pick um, as my second wide receiver uh, is, is at 29% uh, suggestion, but actually it was 31 for Gurley and like 24 for DJ Moore. Uh, then it was uh, Adam Thielen and Mark Andrews. Uh, Dak is actually the next quarterback up on suggestion. So I think that's kind of interesting that, um, you know, I think we're going to see Dak and then probably Russell Wilson are going to be our next suggestions for quarterback if they don't get picked up, but I'm going to go ahead and select DJ Moore. I think that's the safe bet for me. Um, that, helps solidify my wide receiver core. I feel like I'm pretty good at running back thus far that I don't have to take the risk yet. I'm going to have to, as I kind of get down the list here, but I'm going to go ahead and, and go ahead and lock up uh, my receptions uh, with uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, no, I hate that. Uh, I don't like a lot of the options that you have at your disposal. I'm probably taking DJ Moore at that position too. Um, I'm, I'm quite a bit higher on Teddy Bridgewater than a lot of other people are. Um, he is showing a proclivity to throw it long in camp. Um, the guy is a talented quarterback. Uh, he's been derailed by injuries. If Matt Rule can bring out the best in uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I think the the receivers as well as Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, you can't get you can't get much better than the target share that he got last year. But you can certainly get better from a touchdown perspective, from a rushing total perspective, from a balanced offensive attack perspective, um, and just bring, you know elevate that entire offense up. So I, I like DJ Moore, and certainly in the third round, that's great value. So good pick. Yeah. So so something to of note for any um, sort of novice uh, pickers or novice you know fantasy players, the suggestions will sometimes hurt you. They'll lead you in a direction that you don't necessarily have to go. So like I said, Todd Gurley was the number one uh, expert pick at the time, right? Of, at 31%. Um, Gross. As soon as I picked DJ Moore, it went Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, and David Johnson. Todd Gurley's still on the board. So don't necessarily – jump in and say, oh yeah, the experts agree that that's what I should pick. I'm going to do it because this computer tells me to. You got to look through and think what, A, what your needs are, right? You got to see what sort of the the initial strategy was that you, you know, ended up with. So I ended up with the eight pick, but I got, I lucked into um, the number one receiver. Um, from there, I knew I had to lock up my receiver core. I did go with Jacob, Josh Jacob, just because I knew I was going to get that top 10 value. I feel like I have my receiver core uh, locked up pretty well. I'm willing to take a risk at this point um, on Mr. Gurley. I, I am, I, again, I am high on him. Um, I think he does, however, fit this risk category, but I feel like in the fourth round, this is a, this is a decent value for him. Uh, of note, Leonard Fournette, uh, I, I completely missed that. Um, went uh, went at four three, so that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, they just they, haven't they haven't yeah, updated they, yet. They haven't updated. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a benefit to us, but uh, be careful, uh, auto drafters, right? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Gurley. Uh, I'm glad I didn't take him on the eight. I wasn't I wasn't planning on it. I, f- I actually figured he was going to get uh, nabbed up between uh, my DJ Moore pick and this pick, but since he's still there, I'm going to go ahead and nab him up. So I'll I'll have my uh, two starting running backs, two starting receivers. And I would be, I would be super upset if 
David Johnson got sniped right in front of me right there. Uh, <laughs> yes, you would. I would have been mad if Gurley would have yeah, been instead I of him. <laughs> to, to one man's one man's reward is another man's or one man's trash another man's treasure, right? So that's right. Uh, Brandon was hoping that Todd Gurley would make him make his way back there, and I would have been sitting there just chomping at the bit, going, "Let me lock up David Johnson as my as my RB two," uh, and I would have been pissed if I would have had to lock Todd Gurley up as my RB two. So. Uh, just to recap where things fell after Brandon chose Todd Gurley, 4-6 uh, went Zach Ertz, 4-7 uh, went Bell, Thielen, Cup, Brown, Lockett. I love the value of Lockett at the end of the fourth. Uh, I wish he would have fallen right there. That would have been my locked and loaded pick at the turn, and I would have been super happy with throwing him in my wide receiver core. Uh, but he didn't make it there, so I'm going to reassess. Uh, so here's the time to not panic uh, and just look at everybody who is in your queue, and I am actually really excited about the two guys that made it back to me. I spent all offseason trying to trade for this guy in our Dynasty League. Uh, I think he's in for a big year. Uh, we've talked about Leonard Fournette leaving. These guys are going to be in a negative game script for every game uh the 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 tank for trevor cause has started i am super excited to lock in dj shark as my 412 uh and that will give me uh kenny galladay and dj shark as my wide receiver one wide receiver two and then i can look to address my, my running back two uh here in just a minute uh, just to recap, all of the, the, the top four tight ends have gone. So Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, and Andrews have gone. So I'm not even looking at tight end right now. Uh, in the fourth and fifth round at the four or five turn, I'm not going to look at tight end at this point. If the, if the top four are gone, if Ertz fell to this point, I would take Ertz at this point. Uh, there's no way he would get past uh, this point with me. But he is gone, so I am going to look to load up uh, and, and fill my wide receiver two and running back two positions um, because it's going to be a really long time before yeah. the next round for me to go. So I'm going to go ahead and take DJ Chark and then we'll look at running backs and see what I want to take because he's clearly my number one. Uh, somebody might argue Terry McLaurin at this point, um, but I don't want Terry McLaurin versus DJ Chark uh, because I definitely trust Gardner Minshew over – uh, Dwayne Haskins or even Alex Smith in that offense. Uh, I don't. I don't want any part of Washington. Literally zero parts of Washington. Uh, I don't want running backs. I don't want quarterbacks. I don't want wide receivers. I don't want their kicker. I don't want their defense. I want zero people on the Washington football team to be uh, a part of my fantasy life. So uh, he is automatically excluded. So DJ Shark is the pick, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna select that and so, then we'll see. So while you're think, while you're thinking through that, I've got I want to do a sort of quick look into the future of the next two rounds um, to see what you think rounds five and six. How many? So we've right now the, in this draft, two quarterbacks have been selected: Lamar and uh, Patrick, um, and four tight ends have been selected between. Uh, between this this pick five hundred one and your seven hundred one pick, how many 
of each of those are how many quarterbacks, how many tight ends are going to come off the board? Do you, do you oh, estimate? Man. That's a um, good one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, let me look real quick. I mean, cause uh, so I talked about this last week of just right. Assessing your draft board and seeing who needs what yep. um, and not, not kind of jumping to conclusions before you figure out everything. So there are one, two, three, four, five, including me, people who need uh, RB2s. Team six hasn't taken a wide receiver yet, so that is that is dicey at best. Um, there's probably, what, one Waller's going to come off the board. Maybe Ingram. I wouldn't bet if we're going to play the ADP game, it's going to be Waller, so Waller is one maybe ingram but i'm not going to assume that so waller and then from a quarterback perspective i'm gonna say dak russell and kyler so four four total okay yeah yeah uh and actually my running back is super easy for me uh i I took a long time on this but it's actually really clear cut for me uh, Jonathan Taylor is the uh, is the guy that I want here, and it's probably going to throw some people off. Why? Um, I don't necessarily want him because I think I can plug him into my lineup uh, in the immediate future. It is because I think I can get a guy who I can plug into my RB two in the next six rounds. That's going to take up that RB2 slot until Jonathan Taylor has assumed the full lead role in Indianapolis. So I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor because I think Jonathan Taylor, if I look across the landscape of RB2s across the board, we there's one of them that I don't that I don't think he'll beat out. That's Joe Mixon. But ooh, I think he'll be better than Fournette. He'll be better than Gurley. He'll be better than Carson. He'll be better than Connor. He'll be better than Gordon. And he's probably going to challenge Chubb. Um, I I'm pretty high on Taylor. If I could get Justin to trade me Ch- Taylor, uh, <laughs> I would go after him. But I don't want to. I don't want to engage Justin in a trade for Taylor because I know he'll ask for the world. So uh, I'm going to just go ahead and take Taylor here, and I'm going to stash him for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to piece together a running back two because I feel really good about my first four picks. If if I had, if I felt like I was reaching, if DJ Chark hadn't been there, I would have probably went running back, running back, just to solidify that running back spot. Yeah. But I feel so good about my my wide receiver one, my wide receiver two, quarterback one, running back one. Uh, I feel so good about those guys that I feel like I can take a gamble here and go a little bit later in the life cycle uh, of the season and really capitalize on that late gain. So I'm going to take. Jonathan Tate. Yeah, and you asked me how many, and it was what would I say four? You you said uh, one tight end, four quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, one tight end. Oh, okay. Well, I guess did you, you said four, but you only said uh, you only said Russell, uh, Murray, and Dak. So did yeah, you mean three? Plus one tight end. Oh, and one tight end. No, plus one. Oh, tight oh end. you did the total. Okay, gotcha. Darren Waller. Gotcha. So I am. I've got Waller went, but no quarterbacks. Waller went at – sorry, my, it's catching up here. So we went Sutton, Waller, Akers, McLaurin, 
uh, DK Metcalf and uh, Devontae Parker. Interesting news on uh, Parker. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of a, a little bit of an injury going on out there. So yeah, but he's it's it's minor. They've got him on the they've got him on the bicycle right now. Uh, I wouldn't be worried about drafting him. I would I would keep him. I, I would I would love to have him at five seven. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind Parker. I think he's going to have a pretty pretty stellar year. Um, I just I thought I'd bring it up for news just in case anybody was out there mm-hmm. talking about it. But okay, so um, I've got I've got kind of an interesting outlook here for the next few rounds. Um, I'm going to start to focus on um, I'm going to start to focus on flex and 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 bench players. Um, I. I I think that's where the the direction of the draft is going to start moving to to be able to stack towards for my team. So I've got my RB one, RB two, uh, and wide receiver one, wide re- and wide receiver two locked in. Um, I feel great about my picks. Um, uh, I, I'm going to need my flex player, uh, and then I want to fill out. Um, I want to fill out some of my. Uh, some of my bi-week players or, or potential fill-ins because they've got, you know, they've got a tilt because they're, they're playing the giants or something like that, um, that, you know, we can, I can throw in there that they're, you know, uh, they're going to have, you know, a good week. Um, so I'm actually going to start to lean towards uh, still focusing on uh, running back and wide receiver. Uh, Cause I think that uh, those are going to be the best value for what's going to happen in the next few rounds. Um, and I am looking at, let's see here. So I, I went ahead and picked the flex position. Um, so that's a combo running back wide receiver uh, tight end um, fill in for any of those players. Uh, T Y Hilton, excuse me. T Y Hilton comes up as the number one uh, selection there. Tyler Boyd, number two, uh, Stefan Diggs is number three and Mark Ingram as number four. I am actually, this is probably going to be a little bit of a head scratcher. I'm actually really high on Mr. Boyd. I've talked about him. I'm not high on AJ Green. Um, the guy is just an injury magnet. Um, I think Boyd is going to is going to be sort of the highlight with uh, Mr. Burrow out there in Cincinnati in the receiving core. Uh, so I'm actually going to go ahead and pick up uh, Tyler Boyd as my uh, flex fill in bench kind of cycle through player there. I'm going to go ahead and make that selection and we'll see what the, what the rest of the board does. I'm really surprised that pigs made it back. He and so a tight end went that I did not expect. So Higby, ah. you asked me about the seven, the six, 12, seven, one. Yeah. Turn. So far I'm right on the quarterbacks, uh, but Higby went. Higby went too. Yeah. So we had uh, Dak, Kyler and ah, dang it. I really wanted Russell to fall to me. Ah, that stinks. I did want to pick him up oh, there. I'm not in that position. Oh, I think at that point, no, I think at that point you have to stay away from quarterback anyway. I think you're going to like your team better with not with not taking Russell right now. Honestly, it sounds really weird, um, but I think you're going to like your I think you're going to like your bench positions better with not having Russell as your selection in this next spot, uh, or 
somebody like Tyler, Tyler Higby or somebody like that. I, if it was me, I would stick to your wide receiver running back uh, tandem and just pelt it until uh, until I got to my second or third to last pick and then just fill in a guy. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to obviously say that. I Russell is the only uh, – well, let me rephrase that. Dak and Russell, if they would have fallen to me at the 6-5, I would have taken either one of them. I would not have taken Kyler Murray. Um, I am high on him. I've talked about it on the – uh, the dynasty boards. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wasn't was Kyler your was Kyler your number two? No, I said I was high on him, but not for not for this format. I am high on Kyler, mm-hmm. not in this format. I'm high on him in dynasty because he's a young uh, prospect that can really develop. He was my number two dynasty quarterback. Yes, absolutely. There you go. And I'm, I'm sticking to that. I would not take him, though, uh, before – I wouldn't take him in the sixth round. I'd take him in the seventh, um, but I wouldn't take him in the sixth. And honestly, what you just said, Matt, about filling up the bench spots, your wide receiver and running back core, that's the smart move anyway unless you can get one of those top four, I think, um, in the positions where you want to get them. So, like, for me, the sixth round, uh, late fifth, early sixth, is, you know, if you can, if you can target Dak or – uh, or Russell Wilson to get either one of them, and that's where they went. Um, then you're you're in a good spot if you pick one of them. Um, but if you miss them, don't don't focus on quarterback. They're le- like let it go, let it go. Get a fill up your wide receiver right. and running back core. So I'm going to stick to that strategy. Um, you mentioned him, and I am going to go ahead and lock him up. So I'm, I'm really uh, wide receiver heavy at the moment. Um, but I'm going to go, uh, Stefan Diggs is out there still. Um, and I, I think he's, I think he's poised to do pretty good things. I've talked about what he's going to do out in Buffalo. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick up Mr. Diggs. Cause there's no really, there's not a lot of value in running back that I see out there to focus on. Um, there's still some value in these rounds for, for these wide receivers, a lot of upside. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think it drafted the guy that I wanted anyway. Uh, yeah, it did. So now I'm on the clock for seven one. So, uh, let's see. So this is the range that we've been talking about. This is the range that we've been talking about for, uh, a couple weeks now. So AJ Green went at 6'6. Uh, Brandon's been high on, on Stefan Diggs at 6'5. So uh, AJ Green at 6'6. Um, uh, Deontay Julian Johnson. Edelman at 6'9. Cohen at 6'8. Cohen at 6'8. That's interesting. Um, my apparently I auto drafted uh, <laughs> at 6'12, which I'm perfectly fine with uh, at 6'12 for Marvin Jones. So uh, I would be. I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit upset that it drafted Marvin Jones for me, since now I have the stack of Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Uh, I would prefer to not have two uh, wide receivers for Detroit, but um, such is life. So said, now we move on with life. Said no one ever. Everybody wants the Detroit. Uh, the Detroit. I, I definitely would. Have. <laughs> so if. I was able to, and I don't think I can, if I could go back in time and redraft that one position, uh, I would take Michael Gallup right there uh, where Marvin Jones was drafted. So I would not have Marvin Jones on my team. I would have Michael Gallup on my team. Uh, And I would be extremely happy. Um, 
this is the challenging part of having the long term, right? So I have a really long time to wait. So I have to look at kind of all of the people available um, and make my decision based on that. And it seems that things are locking up. Oh, oh okay. Um, oh, so, 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 so real quick, uh, you missed tight end by one. You missed quarterback by one. Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson went at six eleven. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't. Uh, at this point, I need a tight end, um, and then I need bench spot. Uh, I'm not. You're you're nowhere close to thinking about defense or kicker. Um, and I don't like the tight ends available. I'm not an Evan Ingram guy. I'm not going to draft him. Uh, if I want an Evan Ingram, I'm going to draft a Hayden Hurst, whose ADP is 111, uh, versus Evan Ingram at 70. Or I'm going to go for, you know, Blake Jarwin, or I'm going to go for Johnny Smith, or one of those guys I'm going to piece tight end together. So um, I'm certainly not drafting tight end right here. And the wide receivers are not that enticing after the system so kindly uh, allowed me <laughs> to take Marvin Jones. So I'm not going to double up on wide receiver at this point. Uh, at this point, my philosophy is I'm probably going to take a wide receiver and a running back, and I'm going to go bam, bam. I'm just going to I'm going to make the turn. And I'm going to go wide receiver, running back. I'm just going to keep loading up on those spots because if you remember, I have a weakness at running back two right now. If Jonathan Taylor does not uh, show out in the beginning of the year, yeah. I have a weakness at running back two. So I need to kind of reach for one of those guys that in a full PPR can give me a safe floor and the best guy, possibly the best guy in the entire draft to give you a safe floor from PPR standpoint is Mr. Kareem hunt. So I am going to take Kareem hunt here uh, and feel really good about that. um, Because if Nick Chubb was to get injured for some reason, or just in general, Kareem hunt has standalone value. uh, He's, he is a he's a rich man's version of James White. Um, the guy is super hyper efficient when he's in the game, and if he hadn't done what he had done at the Cleveland Hotel uh, when he had done what he had done, uh, he would be signed to a long term deal in Kansas City and be a monster of a running back there. So um, his talent is there. It's just the situation that he was put in. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and draft Kareem Hunt right here and pair him into my RB2. So I, I, think, the, I think the pick is good. I think I would have um, pivoted a little bit because I get a little bit gun shy. He's, he is the RB2, right, um, in, in that system. He is, he is consistent in his role, so I think that's fairly safe. Um, but I – I potentially would have been looking at based off the position positioning where you're at is you want somebody who's safe. Like you need a safe, safe player, right? Um, you want a front guy, like some who's going to get the rock in the position. Um, the, the majority of the time, there's two guys still out on the board, Raheem Mostert and Ronald Jones. I don't like either one of them. I'm not saying that they're great pickups. However, with what they are in their system, I would have felt better picking up one of those two players over uh, over Kareem Hunt. 
Um, but that's, that's just, that's my philosophy. I, I get scared on that stuff. Yeah. So mine, mine is, uh, mine is the fact that I don't think, uh, Ronald Jones or, uh, Raheem Mostert are league winners and I'm just biding my time. I'm trying to, when you draft Jonathan Taylor, you're basically taking the first four to six weeks off of the year for that spot. Um, I think Marlon Mack is going to have a presence in there and he's going to downgrade that position in total. Uh, And if that's the case, then you want somebody who's going to give you maximum point uh, put through for the first six weeks. In my mind, and from a floor standpoint, because I do have Christian McCaffrey as well. So you have to kind of piece it all together. Yeah. If, if I had Christian McCaffrey, if my running back one wasn't Christian McCaffrey, I would be looking for somebody who has that big boom perspective. But really, I just want somebody who can, I can plug in and get 10 points. I can just lock in for 10 points because I know I'm going to beat your running back one by five or six points. So as long as I can just stay within your running back two by five or six points, it's a moot point a and yep. it's a, it's a zero sum game. And now I just have to beat you at the rest of the draft, which I've already got Patrick Mahomes. So I've already got you one up on quarterback at that point. <laughs> and now it's a, now it's a wide receiver race. So, which he's got some work to do there. Okay. So uh, I, I'm, Debatable. I'm on the cl- I'm on the clock. Let's go. Okay. So James White picked up seven to Brady, then Gallup. Uh, quarterback run. Yep. Definitely a quarterback run. It's very clear. So it went Gallup and then Allen Ryan and Wentz like his quarterback, quarterback, quarterback real fast. Um, I get a kind of, uh, so my, I'm going to go into my quarterback and tight end strategy here in just a little bit. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, again, I'm looking at filling up my bench profile, right? Um, Matthew picked Jonathan Taylor way back in the front um, because he's got, you know, he's, he has value, he has tremendous value. He is, he is, if he's not already, he's going to be the lead run running back in Indianapolis. Um, he's going to get the ball 250 plus times this season. That's clear. The person that I'm going to pick up is my stretch play that I think is after a few weeks, uh, you know, once they get going and they can see what he can do. Um, I believe that he is going to be the lead back in this system. Um, so I can take a risk. I can take a gamble and pick up some of my bench players that I think will be the lead backs and the, and the featured backs in their system. Um, and in, and in PP, yep. And in PPR, uh, Deandre Swift has tremendous value, uh, in that system and he is on the board. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick up Mr. Deandre Swift for the Detroit lions, mainly. So Matt doesn't, uh, get auto drafted into picking him up again. We're picking him up like, mm-hmm. uh, like he had with Marvin Jones. No, I think that's, I think that's the right pick. Um, roster construction, everything else, uh, you know, that, uh, quarterbacks just went off the board, so quarterback you don't need to take a quarterback at that point. Uh, and then immediately after you pick DeAndre Swift, uh, team nine took Kubrick, so you're the last player to need a quarterback. So uh, you can. This is the luxury of being able to hold out That's and my take strategy. that light, that late round quarterback. Yeah, it's a great strategy. Uh, big. There's a lot of wide receivers that went after that, so. Um, it went, you went running back at seven, eight, and you have the availability to go running back again if you want to load up again. So, yep. And I, I'm, 
there's there's one out of the four here that I I would look at on the running back side. Uh, I got to look at the other ones here. So on the running back side, we got Mostert, Jones, Jordan Howard, and Philip Lindsay. There's only one of them there that I am in consideration for. So let me go look at the wide receivers selection here and see what we got. Uh, there's only one here that I like also, but I don't like him at the position he's in. So I am going to, I'm probably going to shift back over to running back and Matt, there's only one up there that, uh, that I think has a chance to do anything from a, uh, a plus side positive perspective over any of my other, any of my other players, which, which one of the four would you guess that I am eyeballing? What you have now. So let me let, let me read them over real quick Jacob, again. Gurley. Nope, I got it. I got it right here. Mostert, Jacob, Jones, Gurley. Howard, Lindsey. Uh, Jones. That's the guy. He's he's. I'm I'm not high on Mostert. Um, he's uh, he's just kind of boring. I I don't really like. Well, uh, then select Jones and move on with life. All right, fine. Selecting Jones. I got to hurry. That's the guy I wanted. I only had no. <laughs> I only yeah. had two minutes and seven seconds into my pick. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Making him mad. Oh. So 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 okay. the other thing so now the other thing too. Hold on, Matt. So the other thing too. Yep. If if you see a player that so do what I'm not saying do what I did, but what I when I think through this stuff, I I don't try to look at the necessarily the best player in the position again we talked about this earlier don't take the the suggested pick right look through and say okay is this player that i'm selecting going to be available if i want them are they going to be available when it comes back around to me i knew the answer was no right i didn't know if i didn't know if matt was going to take him i knew the system would have taken ronald jones at some point so I saw Ronald Jones on the board. I knew he wasn't going to come back around to me. None of the others appealed to me at all. You know, there, there was nothing there that appealed to me. Ronald Jones was the only one that had value to me. So I selected him. So just try to look through, you know, what players are value to you. And if you think that they'll come back around to you and you can hold off and there's maybe another one that you're not as high on, but you still like them, go ahead and, uh, you know, select that person. I, I don't know. Just, just take a look at all your options out there and try to make, educated decisions on who you're picking up and um, don't miss out on people because you, you know, if you know that if you, if you don't think they'll be back around, select them, get them, get them taken. So regardless of their value in the round they're in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, uh, that, that plays uh, right into what I'm going to talk about on this turn. Uh, so Brandon went Ronald Jones and went Mostert, Sanders, Lindsey, Shepard, Howard, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I would have been super happy to have J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins on my team. <laughs> he got sniped right in front of me, um, but that's fine. Uh, it, uh, herein lies the advantage of, right, so if you go into a draft and somebody doesn't know about a, uh, I'm going to play this as if this is today, right, so uh, you need to be up to date and following some uh, reputable people online uh, and just be looking for the news. There's no way Latavius Murray goes any later than round 8, 12. 
So I am going to I'm going to take Latavius Murray at the 8-12 turn because to Brandon's point uh, at the very first part of this, uh, Latavius Murray could be the lead back in New Orleans at this point. And in the eighth round, if he is the lead back week one, I take care of my running back two position immediately yep. uh, as well as a flex position. So I'm doubling up here and I'm going to take Latavius Murray. And then the next pick might surprise a few people, but this is a guy that I am actually really high on. Uh, I don't like the wide wide receivers available. It's John Brown, Anthony Miller, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Preston Williams, Mike Williams. These are all kind of just turd players to me. Uh, Tight end. I'm not the player who's going to take a tight end early. And I'm not, if I, if I don't, sorry, correction. I'm going to take one early if it's one of the top four and it becomes a value. If not, I'm going to wait until yep. my very last pick to pick a tight end um, because there's just so many that could break out this year. So you're going to stream that position anyway. So don't take one in the middle rounds because you just hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to continue to just throw picks at my running back two because I feel good about my wide receivers at this point. Now I just need to throw picks at that flex and running back two position. So I'm going to actually take Zach Moss. I knew it. <laughs> uh, I think he has a chance. Yeah, I think he has a chance to emerge from Buffalo and be the lead back. He's a monster. He's a freak. Um, I don't trust in Devin Singletary. And the guys ahead of him are Matt Freda, which I think Jordan Howard is going to be in the way of. Kerryon Johnson is going to be a starter for maybe three weeks, and he's not going to get the full workload. Tevin Coleman, that's San Francisco. We're talking about Mostert and Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon and all the other guys that are in San Francisco. That's just a muddy mess. Um, so I'm going to take Zach Moss. He has the best uh, option to possibly be the lead back in an offense that is a primarily run-oriented offense. Uh, so he's he's absolutely my pick here, and I'm going to lock him in. Yep, good call. Okay. All right, I am apparently on the clock. There it mm-hmm. goes. There it goes. Okay. Yeah, it was showing 816 on the timer, but I think that was yours. So I'm in an interesting – I'm in a really interesting spot here. Um, so my positions left that I have to fill besides defense and kicker are quarterback, tight end, and I've got another bench spot. So I am I'm looking at – I am looking at where things are landing at this point. Uh, you know, who's, who's left, right? Um, who, who has value in the round that we're in and um, it's getting, it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty thin. Um, I'm not, I'm not super high on any of the receivers in this round, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, uh, Mike Williams or Jerry Judy. Uh, yeah, I would be on Jerry if, if he, if we have had already seen him play, but I don't know what he's going to bring in that offense. So we've got to, we kind of have to hold off on a, on a redraft league. I do have him in my dynasty. I think he's going to be a stud from a dynasty perspective, but I don't know what he's going to do in year one. Um, so I'm, I'm passing on receivers from a running back perspective, Tevin Coleman, Carrion Johnson, Duke Johnson, Marlon Max. We've got two guys that are going to be uh, out of the system or out of the lead uh, lead position by probably week 
two, if not uh, sooner. Uh, Tevin Coleman back up in San Francisco, and then Duke Johnson, who's there, you know, the third down back uh, there in Houston. Good PPR value for, uh, you know, much deeper leagues than we're in. If we had six or seven on our bench, um, there's probably some value there. So I'm going to pivot and go ahead and look at my quarterback situation. I know that there's a ton of, uh, I know there's a ton of them still out there that have really, really good value. Um, and wow. Okay. We've got, we've got Matt Stafford. We've got Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, and big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, boy, this one's tough. I'm not a big, I'm not real high on Rodgers this year. Uh, we already know I'm not taking the risk on cam, um, for my starter, um, Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger are both potentially injury prone, um, as they have been in the past. I'm just going to go ahead. I think, I think Matt has the higher, uh, ceiling. So I'm going to go ahead and draft, uh, Matt Stafford as my starting quarterback. That's good. Any passing touchdowns he throws, I get benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you have all of the receivers. Correct. <laughs> He's just going to dump him off to uh, DeAndre Swift. So I have I have an absolute target that I want if it gets back to me. So make your pick so I can pick mine. All right. Let me let me see what's up here. I think I'm going to use this pick on a. Yep. I know what I'm going to do. So from a what I have left, uh, one bench player remaining, uh, tight end, defense, and special teams. I'm going to – we're in PPR. We talked about this person uh, at the beginning of having some value um, potentially. Um, I – if gosh, i got to figure out how to, how to find him. Um, I'm looking for Chris Thompson, but I can't figure out how to actually get to him here. Um, you're gonna have to just pick somebody else. Oh, geez. Well, they got Ra Raquel Armstead in there. Yeah, I'll pick him, but know that if I was, if I, <laughs> if I could find him, Chris Thompson was my pick, not Raquel Armstead. But that's who I'm gonna pick up. But uh, Chris Thompson's the guy, so just replace that. Um, nice. yeah, I, I, it's, it's a right, it's a it's a shot, right, at a guy in PPR who could. Um, Matt, you said it. You're super high on him. Um, I'm. I'm probably not at the. Uh, I think you had. Would you predict him at like 80 receptions? Correct. So I, I don't think I'm that high on him, um, but I think he's going to get a ton of. I, I do think he's going to get a ton of work um, as a receiving back. So um, that's that's why I would have gone if I could have found him, but. All right. Well, my, my guy made it back to me, so I'm super happy. Uh, I am, this is easy for me. Uh, Jerry Judy is my pick right here. Nice. Uh, he's going to solidify my wide receiver uh, core, and he could be, I mean, Sutton on the outside. I love Drew Locke. Um, he has as much arm talent as anybody in the league, um, and I just think their offense is on the way up, so I love Jerry Judy here. Gonna pick Jerry Judy. 
Uh, and then I need a tight end, and I'm not going to pick a defense or a kicker before tight end. So now it's just a what tight end do you want? Um, and this is the guy. Is that your guy I'm still on the board? Going to get. He is. Oh, on, you know he is. He is on the board. Of course he is. For sure. Hey, real, Johnny. real quick, we got to let the listeners know there was a bet pre-podcast on Drew Locke that uh, Matt believes that Drew Locke was going to land in, what was it, top, top 14? Top 14. And I said, hell no. So we have a, uh, was it one and a half or two Bush lattes? I can't remember which one. I think it was maybe two. I think it was three. <laughs> Might have been three. I don't know. But I'm going to be enjoying right, a lot of Bush lattes. Right. Let's round it up. Let's round it up so we can figure out who won this. All right. I need a tight end. Mine's pretty easy. Uh, Gusecki's still on the board. Um, I like Gusecki. I think he's going to do do good things. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and with go ahead and go with Mike Gusecki. Gross. That's the that's the benefit of waiting till the end. Nah, I could have gone Jarwin though. No, right. now that I'm Defense. thinking about it, but yeah, Gusecki's good. I would have absolutely went. I would have definitely went Jarwin. Yeah, that's okay. And Aaron Rodgers goes undrafted in this mock draft. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. All right, defense. Uh, Bears or New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans lost uh, Cameron Hayward, I believe. So I, I'm at, I like Khalil Mack. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Bears defense, yes. Bears offense, no. Uh, yeah, and I'll just take uh, – I will take the top uh, suggested. This is where I'll go, Chuck. Uh, Justin Tucker for Baltimore, uh, great kicker. He's got a big leg. He's got a propensity to kick 50 yards, uh, usually get a bonus for that. Uh, and Baltimore is going to score a lot of points. So, yes, please. Uh, if I was going to take a long shot on a guy who would finish top three, it would be Zerline uh, out of Dallas, and that's not being a homer. That's just I like Greg Zerline. He's got a huge leg, uh, and Dallas is going to score a lot of points. So uh, that is the two. Those are the two factors that you're looking for in a kicker. Uh, kicker is can they make long field goals, and are they going to be in a position where they're going to have to kick some field goals? So uh, I do like Greg Zerline, uh, but I like Justin Tucker a little bit more, uh, just for consistency consistency purposes um, and I honestly haven't looked at beginning of season when I look at defense special teams I usually look at like the first four weeks and just go who can I look in lock in for the first four weeks I haven't looked at that very well uh, yet but I am probably going to lean on the side of Minnesota right now it's uh, recommending either Minnesota or Los Angeles um, I'm going to lean on, and, and Minnesota is actually the less likely. Um, so 31% versus 44% for Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to draft Minnesota just because I know uh, Minnesota is going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to slow the game down. Um, LA is going to be in some negative game scripts. They're going to have to throw the ball. They don't have a rushing attack. They lost Gurley. You know, they're, they're trying to rebuild a little bit on the offensive line things like that. So I'm going to go with some stability and just take Minnesota here uh, and and just be done with that. So good call. Uh, you're going to stream that position anyway. So yep. Yep. Let's see which uh, which wonderful kicker falls to me. 
Rachel okay. Prater's bad one. Robbie Gould, Matt Prater, Zane Gonzalez, and Jake Elliott. Um, I am going to go with Mr. Matt Prater. Uh, I think that there's opportunity there for Detroit to be um, pretty high flying offense, scoring a lot of points, which means he's going to be out there kicking, you know, kicking the field goals, kicking the extra points, uh, putting that through the goalpost. Uh, Robbie Gould, the San Francisco offense is uh, a little more slow playing. So I'm going to go with Mr. Matt Prater. And that should do it. Do it. Golden Tate went at 1210, just of note. 1210. LaShawn McCoy, 1230. Wow. No, no one cares. Wow. All right. I got an A minus 90 out of 100. How about you? I don't know. I'm looking. View draft analysis. Mm-hmm. It takes a second. Uh, I received a 93 out of 100. Um, Ooh. I am the number one overall predicted. Uh, Matt came in at number three. Um, primarily my bench, again, which was my strategy, uh, is what propelled me into that top position. Um, my starter scored in at the eighth best team, so 655. Um, again, because... That sounds more right. Yeah, because I was so heavily focused on running back wide receiver at the beginning um, and really nothing else. I mean, I say... Did you want to... Did you want to? Did you want to tell him who ended up at the number one starter? No, no, I don't. I, I don't think I do. That makes that makes sense. Matt yeah. ended up as the number one starter. Uh, where'd you end up? Four on your bench. Um, there's a there's a it's it's a little tighter on the starter side, right? So Matt's points were seven thirty, and then it was seven ten. Uh, 691, 687, 681, 675, 657, 655 is where I landed. So there's a 75 point swing there. Um, then there's a separation between uh, myself and team two came in at 210. And then um, 173, 148 is where Matt came in and 145. So there's, there's a smaller gaps between positions uh, on the starter side um, versus the uh, versus the, the bench side. Um, but I, I think overall, uh, I think overall, pretty pretty interesting draft. Pretty interesting draft. Uh, technically, I won, uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, who's counting? No, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, no, I think, and I, uh, I think we can take a, a pretty big theme out of this. Of um, listen, just baseball is meant to be fun. Uh, it's meant to you know hang out with your guys, be you know, be. Uh, be silly sometimes and and make stupid trades um and it's not it's not all about drafting you know it's not all about drafting the best guys a lot of times the most fun that comes out of league is in season when you're you know trying to harass a guy for for making a bad pickup so um you know just have fun and if you are a packer homer or if you are a cleveland browns homer or you have a team that you love and you just want to take you know, Baker Mayfield and OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb, and you want to have all those guys do it. Uh, it's, it's your team. It's, it's your entry fee. It's your, uh, you know, it's, it's your prerogative to do that. So um, if that's what you want to do, do it. Uh, and if you have somebody in your league that is that person, take advantage of it. Uh, you know, send them a trade for OBJ where you get, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards Lair back in it. Um, 
do do what you need to do to win a championship. And if what your championship is is having fun and just having all of your guys that you root for on your team, do that. If it's coming out of there with a trophy and bragging rights, then do that. Um, but just just have fun and and you know live in the moment. So that's you can go through as many mock drafts as you want and see a score on on fantasy pros of A minus and A plus and all these different things. But until you get in your draft and you're six beers in uh, and your your you know your best friends are talking crap on you for for taking Chris Thompson in the in the sixth round because you're a you're a truther. Um, you're not going to be as vested in that team as what you probably should be. So get vested, uh, have some fun, and uh, get ready for, for the week that is ahead because uh, it is it is draft week, boys. So let's get it going. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and one other thing, um, take CMC with the first pick. Uh, unless I'm in position two in the same league and then t- then don't take him, take somebody else. Um, Gross. yeah, so that's, that's, that's it, man. I think that's a wrap. Uh, you're going to take the pads off. Take them off. All right. Pads are off. Um, thanks for joining us guys. Uh, we'll try to get out another one here, uh, this week, uh, record on Thursday, release on Friday. Um, might have a little, uh, either a guest spot or maybe kind of a, a guest shout out, um, for some stat lines. We've got, sort we're working through sort of a new kind of section within our Thursday recording. Um, so we want to get that out there and see, uh, you know, how everybody likes it. Um, but, uh, other than that, follow us on, uh, Twitter, the, the Twitter, the Twitter sphere at, uh, uh, I always forget it. The F, the F burners, FF burners. F FB burners. FB burners. I got to write it down and then just say burner there. burner singular FB burner FB burner. See, Matt does all the Twittering. I just look at the stuff. So, um, yeah. So just give us a follow on there. Give us a like or whatever that looks like. I guess you don't like it on Twitter, but, uh, give us a follow and, um, we'll keep the, uh, we'll keep the content coming, uh, whether you really, whether you like it or not, cause we're just having fun with it. So, um, uh, but definitely give us your feedback. Uh, we do want to, we do want to make our podcast better, make it, uh, you know, more listener friendly. And if you have some suggestions, feel free to leave them on there too. So I think that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us and we will talk to y'all later. See you later, burners.